Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, all, and welcome to this fortnight's installment of the Ish Plus Six podcast, the podcast series where you could discover your next favorite artist. On today's episode, I am joined by the one and only Perry Mason. Perry Mason is a New York-based rapper who's been on the rise after dropping his album My Elegant Breaking Point and his most recent album The Man With No Face being one of his most anticipated yet. You will need to make sure you go and check out his stuff ASAP, videos and music. Please all welcome Perry Mason to the podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fortnight's installment of the Ish Plus Six podcast. I, of course, go by Ish. This is the podcast where you could discover your next favorite artist. And today I am joined by the one and only Perry Mason. Let's go. Let's go. How's it going? What's up, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me, dog. Yes, no worries. Honestly, it's a pleasure, man, for real. How's um, how's uh, how's it going We're in New York where you are? Uh, it's good, man. I'm just, I'm just working on a bunch of shit for this project. Um, Honestly, the project's done, but there's so much shit that I'm doing behind the scenes that's getting ready for it that I'm excited about. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. And there's like, um, tell me about that as well, because I swear there's only like five days until it gets released or something like that. So, yeah. Five days left. Yeah, man. Yeah. But um, it's crazy, bro. I just I just released my like a breaking point. I feel like my last album. But like. I had so many ideas and I was going through a lot of shit in the last five months that I made this. And I'm just really proud of it. And it's the best thing I've ever done for sure. I'm Absolutely. excited about this show. Absolutely, man. I feel like the, I... The man, the man with no face. Last night, not. The man with no face. The man with, you, the man with no face, bro. That's such a sick name as well. But um, wait, before we actually get into the real questions and the real discussion, you've seen every episode of this podcast before, obviously you know that we always start off with a joke and today is no different yeah let's get right into it we're in too deep to uh to stop this bit the fans are expecting <laughs> it at this point but yeah now nah, let's get into it um a lumberjack once told me he'd cut down twenty-seven thousand nine hundred sixty-two trees i asked him how do you know the number how do you know the exact number he was like easy I keep a log. Madam. <laughs> Bro, you dead ass? <laughs> let's let's move swiftly on because um I like to keep this joke part short and sweet nowadays. Um <laughs> I'm gonna ask the most generic question ever, but I feel like you haven't been asked it before. So um let's just get into it. Who would you say your biggest inspirations are when it comes to making music this could either be um musical inspirations like other artists or family members or other th- people like that or other things even see bro my my mind is a huge inspiration for me bro like just my just my overall but like if i would say inspirations i would say i'm very inspired by by um i love kid Cudi, um adele um uh elton john um, I really like Tyler, the creator, uh, Kendrick, Childish Gambino is my biggest inspiration by far. As a creator, Childish Gambino is my first and foremost biggest inspiration in music. I pray to meet that man one day and just thank him. Um, Childish Gambino, uh, Kanye, she like, like, uh, looking at my CDs. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Ken, I love Kendrick. I just but Childish Gambino out of everybody. Childish Gambino and Adele, mad inspiring. Childish Gambino, yeah, that's crazy because uh, Childish Gambino, he's got such incredible talent. Like he's done his range is unmatched. His range is really is unmatched. He's they call him a triple threat, but really he's he's a man of all trades. Like he does writing, directing, with uh, Lancer. You, you, you could literally, you could literally, you could single handedly look into his, his his music genre where like he's he succeeded in rap and and neo soul, or like two perfect albums, bro. A whole because of the internet and fucking um awake awaken my love like two completely different genres, bro. And then and then also did the rap. He's on like he's a triple threat in music alone. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. You feel me? Exactly, it is insane. And like, I, I honestly, Awaken My Love is one of my favorite albums ever, but it's just amazing. It's, it's a trip. It's it, it is for real. Like from the first, it's one of the it's got one of the best intros I've ever heard in my entire life. Me and your mama. It's in, that's that's the title of the track for the listeners. That's not me and Salt and Curry, but like me and your mama. The first track <laughs> is ah man. It's just that um the drop in me and your mama is like if I'm wearing headphones while that drop happens, I swear the way I start like ascending to the heavens is crazy. No, that I. Yeah, man. But um, yeah. So apart from music, I do want to talk about Kid Cudi. I do want to dip into that a little bit because you Kid Cudi's had. <laughs> yeah, that's why I want to dip into. He's had a tough twenty-four hours lately. <laughs> I want to hear yeah. your okay context. Kid Cudi was at Rolling Loud, and well, we'll run a clip now. Actually. <laughs> I'm not fucking playing. You will ruin it for everybody. I will fucking leave. If I get hit with one more fucking thing, if I see one more fucking thing on this fucking stage, I'm leaving. Don't fuck with me. Kid Cudi was at Rolling Loud and he got booed off the stage. Perry, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your take on this. Bro, it's 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 so fucked up because like I see so many people like just disrespect Cudi all the time, and it's just like I don't know, bro. Like he's such an innovator in every right. Like he's the first one to be doing all this shit, and I feel like people don't understand. But I also understand that like people are mad because they wanted Kanye and Kanye didn't perform and Cudi replaced him. And I think it's just, it's interesting how, like, I love Kanye and I love Cuddy, so I don't want this to fucking bite me in the ass one day. But, yeah. like, <laughs> I just I just feel like, I feel like all their personal shit aside, I feel like fans are very entitled and disrespectful. Like, go enjoy the music, bro. I understand you paid to see Kanye, but, like, he couldn't call me back out. He has his own shit going on, whatever. Like, just... Hit Rolling Loud for your refund. Don't fucking like. Why are you throwing shit at Cuddy? What if Cuddy Cuddy did nothing to you? Like I just think it's completely unreasonable and, and disrespectful, and it, it's honestly disgraceful, bro. It's, and I sound like I'm being so serious about it because it's just like, fuck, bro. Like that dude is trying to just sing his heart out on the stage, and y'all throwing shit at him, like. Yeah. And it's just like, like and like at, at Cardi's concerts, like Cardi has like 
people that open like like people were fucking sitting down during Rico Nasty's performances and pl- playing games on her phone and showing yeah. that shit. And I call the rage shit. It's like when she's at places where she hasn't performed yet. Like every artist has that stage when they're not big yet, and and the crowds are more dead. And like these people are just disrespectful, bro. They don't respect it. They, they're more about the viral video. And I just think overall, I think it's foul. I don't think Cuddy deserves that. But I understand that because artists give so much to themselves, especially someone like Cuddy. And replying to replying to random tweets and being so open that like in in this day and age artists believe and I, I'm saying this day and age I'm 19 years old but I understand it from most perspectives because I've studied old music and new music in this day and age fans believe they're entitled to to make an artist feel bad about themselves or shit on them because they can basically talk to them through social media but these are just people bro you can't just you can throw shit about them because they're on a the stage you know what I mean like. That's that's a long take, but that's my take. Yeah, I get, I completely get what you mean, honestly. And clout is, people always say this, clout is a hell of a drug. Like people will do anything for their five, not even fifteen minutes of fame, five minutes of fame. Someone actually caught a video of my man when he threw the actual, like the final one. I swear he clearly did it for the clout, but like. I don't know, man. Klaus is just I something I can imagine crazy. being at a Cuddy concert and Cuddy walking off, bro. Seeing Cuddy like that sucks, bro. Someone that helps so many people go through shit. It exactly. Sucks. That's the thing. He has helped so many people. I'm not going to lie to you. Part of it makes me laugh. But... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, like, goofy as hell. But, like, it's not funny on the artist's behalf. It's more funny, like, like, like the fans are just dickheads. Like, I think it's just my sense of humor where goofy no, 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 activities will just make me laugh. Like, people... <laughs> Even it doesn't matter if it's like a Rico Nasty concert or a friggin' Beyonce concert. If someone's lying on the ground pretending to be asleep in the middle of a mosh pit, <laughs> I'm gonna remember that forever. That's funny. <laughs> That's just ridiculous, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, nah, for real, it's. <laughs> People were calling him a microwave noise merchant on Twitter. People got that trending, yo. It was the... I, I, I've I've never seen anything like it. It was the craziest thing ever. Yeah, nah, Cuddy's been getting disrespected lately. I do want to talk about your most recent album, which sounds weird saying that right now, considering your newest album is so close. But your most recent album, My Elegance Breaking Point. Um, first of all, the album cover for that is... It, it's it's blown a lot of my favorite album covers out of the water. It's a cool really? album. Really? I want to talk about it. Bro, bro, bit, thank yeah. you, bro. What the, that's why that's we take so much me and Tycho Burwell, he shoots all my all my videos, all my pictures. We take so much time and shit like that. Thank you for loving that. I appreciate it. That's on a frozen ocean, by the way. On a frozen ocean, bro. Tell me about that. Okay, right. Well, pausing the rest of the questions, tell me about how you go into a frozen ocean, bro. Oh, uh, we we went to we were in Long Island. We went to Long Island. Um, we went over there and um, we like he knew a spot. It's like a frozen ocean slash bay. It's like this like it's like a beach and like we didn't know it was gonna be like that. We just wanted to go to the beach on a on a, on a the snow because we know the water it was gonna be like really cold and like the the, the snow is gonna be covered on the sand. It was gonna be a different other planet, a different planet. And then like if you look at the cover, it's on a frozen fucking ocean. It's ridiculous actually. It was crazy taking a bow on a frozen ocean but it looked all the waves were like frozen it was crazy bro that's insane uh, never seen nothing like that my entire life bro honestly i just thought you were in like a warehouse somewhere or something like i didn't look that closely into it but just looking at it it's are you are you looking at it right now 
Like, yeah, yeah, I'm looking on your screen you and um, on my sky, screen bro, right like, now. You see the sky? Like, that's really a frozen ocean, bro. Oh, I swear. I think it's the fact that it's black and white that just makes it that much more mesmerizing, you know? What do you think about the new cover for the for this album? The new cover looks cool as well, creeping, <laughs> creeping around the door. I have to admit, it reminds me a little bit of that one Tom and Jerry meme where he's um kind of like <laughs> creeping around the door <laughs> with the hat on. That oh, one God. that one has me dead as well. But yeah, no, I, I like the new one as well. I like the new one. with the, Between the two of them, I don't know. It's pretty close. Thank you, bro. I really like the new one. The imagery on the new album is... Do you think you're going to drop this after? after the, can, we, can, we, can we drop this after the album drop? Yeah, man, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, people, I'm going to show you this. People know. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can see your screen, yeah. Okay, so you open up this website, manwithnoface.com. And this is the synopsis, the story of the entire album. Yo, okay, okay, I see. So it's got a whole story, but that's sick, man. I and then you go here, you go to the paint section. Yeah. This is, I, so this is a video. This is a long video, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but look. This whole video, it's 16 different colors. Yeah. 16 songs. I paint the entire album. Nah, that's sick. Nah. <laughs> we made an entire set. There's like it's right here. I press play on the thing and I paint the entire album front to back. Um, this is these are the, the pictures from painting it. Yeah. Um this is this is like all the shit. Like this is the set. This is all the behind the scenes shit. Yo, so this was just done in your It looks like it was done in like a, like a studio or something. That's crazy. Oh uh, yeah, this was done in my crib. That's how it looked. And then here is artist interpretation. I, I had seven different people have the album early, paint and or draw what they think the album means and how it makes them feel and then write a paragraph about what it makes them feel. And then I showed who they were. Yeah. That's my friend Tati. This is an artist. His name is Muchi. He's my fucking guy. I don't know if you know Mushi, but yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you go to the gallery, and these are all the pictures for the album. Bro, I'm not gonna lie, I have to, uh, I have to applaud the work ethic here. I'm, I'm working on a short story for the album, actually, as we speak. Cool, man. Yeah, no, I mess with that for real. That's actually sick. Like, we can get into that in a couple of questions, but I do want to talk a little bit more about my elegant breaking point. Um. Tell me about that album. How can a breaking point be elegant? Tell me about that. It's the most beautiful thing about life. That's where you grow the most. Simple as that, man. You grow the most from your lowest points. Everyone knows that. That's, that's what, that's what, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you do, your lowest points are where you become your strongest. You know what I mean? When you're about to fall, it's, 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 it's a little cliche, but every movie has it, bro. The point when the hero is about to fail, get that second win and it shows you that you're strong, bro. You know what I mean? And so that's why I think the breaking point is the most beautiful thing because it, it is. It's, they don't usually call it the breaking point because that sounds negative. But negative and positive are just, they're interchangeable personally, in my opinion. And like, it's just very, it's beautiful, bro. I just think it's it's, it's it's elegant. It's it's graceful, bro. It's honestly like to like allow yourself to go to a breaking point and to break out of it without even realizing it is elegant because it's nature. 
it's, it's your body in, in a full reset i mess with that man for real that's actually sick um yeah so okay i want to talk about a certain line in one of the songs off of my elegant baking point it's actually one of my um one of my favorite tracks on the album it's called bugs and i want to talk about the line where you mentioned changing your name uh what led you down this path when did you know exactly that this was what you wanted to do um yeah tell me about that i went by the name young juice and i just wasn't it wasn't bad by any means it just wasn't what i felt in my heart i wasn't making pure music i wasn't it was real music i don't i think the whole real music first of all when anybody says real music they're racist it's, it's such a racist term it's the most racist used term on the fucking enemy that's not real music that's what that's just fucked up that's just fucking foul people yeah. call rap music not real music all the time like it's weird it's just like from the mumble rap real real music all that shit's weird bro you agree with me or no i understand where you're coming from yeah absolutely and yeah I, i'd say that real music has no definition i'd say that that's what i'm saying but i just think i wasn't making real music in in, in regards to myself i don't feel like i wasn't being real myself and so i said fuck the persona because perry mason is not my real name yeah right but there's no difference between perry mason and me it's it's this Okay. Other shit was the other shit was so much other things. This is just flat, flat out me. You know what I mean? I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. No, no sugar coating. No, it's just me. So what made you go with the name Perry Mason? Came up with it when I was high. <laughs> you what? I was just like fucked up, and I came up with it. I really just like came it. up with it just like that. That's sick, man. For real, I mess with that. Usually, like you get people like Travis Scott who have it like their uncle's name was Travis and their you know Kid Cudi's name is Scott and that kind of thing. But like, yeah, coming up with it when you're high that that's just <laughs> that's just as legitimate as um you know as something else. It's crazy. I wish the story. I wish the story was cooler, honestly, but that's okay. Some things gotta be lame. Nah, I get you, man, for real. That makes perfect sense. And <laughs> don't call me a fed. What was it that you were high off of that made you come up with the name Perry Mason? I said, don't call me a fed. I was, honestly, <laughs> I was drunk and I was just faded off weed. I don't smoke weed anymore, actually, because I fucking have fucked up vocal cords. But I um, I was I was really drunk and I was just like, fuck this, bro. Like, this music... I want to do music forever. I fell in love with music off of being young too. And I was like, what I'm making is not me. I'm trying to get numb. I'm trying to get views, bro. I'm not trying to make music. And I was like, that's not me. I don't want fucking, I don't give a fuck about these views. That's making music, bro. And I was like, here, from this day forth. <laughs> I was like, from this day forth. <laughs> like a He-Man type thing. <laughs> Nah, I was just like, I was like, bro, no more bullshit, bro. I'm making what I feel. <laughs> what I feel. That makes perfect sense, man, for real, honestly. Yeah, I mess with that. Thank you, bro. Uh, okay, cool. So let's get into um, your new album, then The Man With No Face, coming out July 29th. Uh, how far are yeah, you along? So you've, you said that you've completed the album, then. Is that Yeah, I'm completed, completed, submitted, ready to go. When did you complete um finish completing it? What when did you actually complete it though? July first. July first. You actually have the date <laughs> saved in your mind. July first. Between, between July first and July fifth. 
Okay, Fez. And we're talking like a finished mastered album between July 1st and July 5th for sure. Okay, and you sent it off to get mastered or you did that all yourself? I mixed everything. I matched it with my manager ever. Nice, man. I mess with that for real. Um, cool. So can you tell me much about the meaning behind the title of the album? Who is the man with no face? That kind of thing. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, for the last, like, since I've been 14, always had a lot of, like, personal demons. And in a lot of my dreams and nightmares, if I was, like, 14, I would, like, if I was seeing, like, someone in my life that had passed or if I was having a nightmare or I was having a, a, a dream, in a lot of these things, there was a man with no face who who was just there. Um, And it fucked with my head. And I never told anybody about it. And when I was younger... I just went through a lot of personal depression shit that, honestly, if I explain it to her, it wouldn't would be sound ungrateful for her, for her life, because, like, whatever. But, like, it was just, like, going through shit, and, like, I felt like this represented that. And it started becoming, it went away for a little bit, and it started becoming more prevalent in my dreams, and I really leaned into it. And I was actually supposed to go to L.A. a month and a half ago and do a bunch of shit, but I decided not to. I, I stayed in my room and locked the door, and had my dreams and, and I don't sleep a lot so I was started getting big hallucinations which I get sometimes I see things and shit and and this was just prevalent in my life and it represented so much stuff and I leaned into the insanity of the concept of my mind wandering and just like the the dreams and I'd make sure I wouldn't sleep for like two days to have extra vivid dreams because like I was like I need to fucking meet this I need to I need to face this head on and figure out this shit doesn't bother me instead of running from it and and the whole album is honestly very interpretive. It's meant to be as personal as possible. And like I'm sure your interpretation of you know, what Bugs is about is probably very different than mine. Yeah, man, absolutely for real. And I feel like yeah, the same applies for so much other art out there. And it's 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 crazy how art. It's crazy how two people can have such different interpretations of one thing. I agree with you on that. That's why that's why I did the artist interpretation page because I was like, bro, I love interpretation. It's just such a beautiful thing. So I'd love to see different people's interpretation of my art. Absolutely, man. Yeah, for I think, real. I think I think it's such a beautiful thing to showcase. You feel me? I completely understand that, man. Yeah. What? So where does the um, man with no face album? Where does that pin you as an artist in your journey? It's the best thing I've ever done, but it's also a detour. A detour. Okay. In mental progress. Is that a good detour or a uh... <laughs> probably a bad detour? Honestly, uh, tell me it's about a little, that. It's, a, it's a little regressive. It's, it's a little regressive in comparison to the last album, but it ends on a positive note. I would say it ends on a positive note after the most negative note possible. Um, more more negative than some of the parts on my elegant breaking point. The thing is is like I said before, it's not negative because it's so positive because in any right, even if someone's talking about literally fucking doing the worst shit ever, they're taking that negative shit and putting it into a different, into a positive place. So I feel like this is a positive way to look at it. Yeah. But the content is probably more negative, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's so much better music than the music. I don't know if the music's good on Elegant Breaking Point. I think it's good. Um... What's your what's your three favorite songs at like a breaking point? 
Uh, so what I went with was Melissa's bugs and let me see. Uh, please just follow your heart. Um, I went with those ones. I think I, I just like some of the bars on those ones. You know, some of them hit hard. Okay, I was gonna ask what makes it different to your previous album. I guess we can talk sonically. In terms of sonically, what actually makes it different to your previous one? A lot more experimental. Um, there's more experimental going on. It's more cohesive. Um, so it tells a story a bit better. Is that what you're saying? The last one tells a story a bit better, actually, but this one's more cohesive. This one's okay. more of less of a story and more of stories that stitch together like a quilt. Or ah, uh, I of see. Of stories that make one big painting. Um, and yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. just, bro, I have to piss. Ah, that's fine, man. Go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> Every song has a color on the painting because every song's a dream or a day hallucination or a nightmare or something. Um, they all have very interesting connotations and the man on face is just the blanket of the fact that in 90% of these dreams, there's this figure. I have a dream where I'm talking to my grandma who's passed and, and it's all in a white room. It's all all white room, no anything, just a white abyss. And there's a man with no face in the corner just monitoring the dream. Just watching it, yeah. It's strange. It's very strange that's happening to me. Um, and it's honestly just like, it's me, I feel like, because even if it's not me, it's a projection of my mind. So that's why it's me, you know? I, I get that, man. Yeah, nah, it's crazy. And I can only imagine how much time you must have spent pondering who this guy is in the, just in the corner of your dreams. That's crazy, man. Like, I don't know, like the Watcher from the Marvel Universe or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Exactly, if yeah. yeah, man. But, um, okay, I want to talk about the um, cinematography in your videos or just your music videos in general. I want to talk about that. Uh where how important to how important are visuals oh, so every aspect of the art is so important and i feel like if you can bring your vision to life it's the most important thing possible That's yeah always the romeo shit like have you ever watched it because of the internet short film i haven't no no i haven't the watch that is clapping for the wrong reasons um or like the like runaway short film i've seen clips of it but yeah no i get i yeah like shit like that bro like it's like when, when you could bring your art into multiple mediums and universes it's the most beautiful shit possible so it's it's the most i can't stress it enough i make the cinematography always make sure it's just as important in detail as the work is the music and i couldn't do it without Tycho burwell shout out Tycho burwell Shout yeah. out Tycho Burwell. I'm going to show him this clip. Shout out fucking Tycho Burwell. <laughs> shout out Tycho Burwell. Shout out Tycho Burwell. Shout out every album cover, every EP I've ever done. Um, Literally every music video I've ever done. He's a fucking genius. Me and him come together in every creative vision and he brings every creative vision I've ever had to life. And I fucking love it. He's fantastically underrated because... But once the whole world sees what he can actually do, and once they, like, he slowly like, keeps showing himself, bro, he's going to be 
Look out! Just look out for him, bro. He's gonna be a really. He's gonna be huge. He's already big. He's gonna be fucking huge. Be the next Cole Bennett or something. Yeah, no, that's real, man. Nah, I think I think all respects to Cole, but I think Tyco brings a different. Cole's a fucking god at videos. I think Tyco brings a whole different aspect to videos that I haven't seen brought by anybody. His 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 sense for angles and his sense for color and his just sense for direction and the way he moves with the camera and and just how he can do so much with so little is is un, un, unparalleled. Like you could you could give bro one room and you could shoot an entire video in one room and make it fantastic. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, and uh, people who can make something incredible out of nothing just blow my mind honestly for real man but um yeah so in turn okay so the full question i was going to ask was how important are visuals for your music in comparison to the music itself but it sounded like you were saying that they're almost equal in a sense is that um what you were getting at they're right there they're right not right now they're not equal because I don't, I don't have enough money or like the budget to do videos for everything but once the, the money's there they'll be in it yeah you'll be doing music videos for every for every every, every. everything really like hour-long just uh sagas of music videos that's crazy man yeah shit. i mess with that um i okay so yeah i was gonna get into that actually i noticed that pretty much all of your videos uh if not all of them are directed by taiko burwell you use assistance from a lot of the same people you know uh a lot of your uh tracks are produced by zion cat as well i want to um talk about how you originally got in touch with these guys a little bit we'll touch into taiko, that. Bur- taiko burwell went to high school went to high school and middle school with him and zion cat I met him six months ago. Okay, how did you uh, how did you meet Zion Cat? Oh, he slid in my DM and asked me how I needed beats. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Shout out Zion Cat. He's gonna see this clip too. Produces ninety percent of all my shit. We hop on the phone every day and work. He's a fucking god at producing, bro. Amazing, talented individual. Fucking couldn't ask for a better partner in this shit. We're, we're the producer artist duo that people are looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, man, for real. Like, every artist no, needs no, no, their... No cocky, no, no cocky shit. I just think he deserves high praise. I completely get that, man. Every artist needs their own, you know, team backing them just with everything that they do, for real. Just, even just to bounce their ideas off. No, for real, bro, I agree. How important is it for you, then, to keep a tightly knit group when it comes to the work you put out? Sort of following on from I, the I previous statement. I love to have people around me that, like, understand my vision and respect it and are down to to, to to try to change my mind and say no to me and also say yes and, and collaborate and make things better and just 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 make things interesting that's so real man for real yeah now nah, um it's like i mean you look at people like even the decline of i, I don't know if i'd call it a decline but more just the story arc that Kanye took between like 20 when did MBDTF come out maybe 2000 was it 2010 that it came out or 2011 something like uh, that 2010 just throughout the entire 2010s let's be honest that entire story arc or character arc was insane and it 
yeah realistically all came from his mother's passing and it's crazy to think that an event like that could but then again you think about it like this his mother was like his you know his his back really like it was it was crazy he would bounce his ideas off of her and everything and um you saw that in the genius documentary as well yeah crazy i watched that whole shit that shit's amazing yeah man yeah no like i just i just find it great like the relationship he had with his mom is something that i can imagine a lot of people would envy for real no for sure bro i do have one more question before i let you go on your way perry um, bro, you can ask as many as you want, bro. I, I want to say before you even ask that, I appreciate you having me, bro. Not a lot of people have given underground artists a spotlight. There have been a couple that have hit me up, and I've worked with a couple, and they've been amazing, and I want to give you the same compliment I gave them, bro. Thank you for showing artists like me love, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that for real, way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I do have one more question before I let you go on your way, and I ask this question to everyone I interview. Um... <laughs> million like ah uh, man yeah I, I ask it to everyone um you are heard by every single person on the planet for 10 seconds what do you say we're all gonna die anyways just do what the fuck you love and don't let anybody stop you from that Life is short as fuck. Just do what you want to do. Life is short. Or stream on your album. <laughs> there it is. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I messed with that. Yeah, nah. It, at the end of the day, what what more could you want? Streams and um, self-awareness. That's it. Exactly. But yeah, no. Um, Perry, thank you so much for being on the... Uh, on this episode of the S Plus Six podcast. I appreciate it. Listeners of the S Plus Six podcast, thank you for watching. Make sure you all go and stream Perry's most recent album. At the point of dropping this, his most recent album will be The Man With No Face. Make sure you all go and uh, listen to that. I don't know what my favorite tracks from that album are as of yet, but my favorite tracks from the previous album are, of course, as I said, Melissa's, Bugs, and please just follow your heart make sure you go stream those in particular and um yeah stay lit and i will see you all later alligators